0: Welcome back, all of you summer school kids, to the fifth annual collection of 31 amazing horror movies in October we lovingly call the Halloween Scream-Thon. I am your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined with my beautiful wife, Katie. Hi. And we are reviewing the 2014 American zombie comedy film, Cooties. Please don't feed the children. (laughs) That's a good one. Hit that music. (laughs) Music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 30 of this illustrious podcast, the 5th annual Halloween Screamathon. We are almost done. We have one more movie to do after this. So, Cooties. Now, this was a movie in the pantheon of Elijah Wood horror movies. Now, I think this is technically, would this be the first one we've done?
1: Um, yes, I think so. We've done some that he produced. Yeah. But this is the first one that he starred in that we've watched, I think.
0: Yeah. There's a couple more the in, starring him. We haven't done the first big one that he did, and that was The Good Son.
1: To tell you, my childhood heart was fucking conflicted <laughs> while watching The Good Son, because I had a crush on both Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood as a child. It was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> little kid me could not handle that movie.
0: Yeah, we like, I loved
1: it because it had both of them in it but I was so sad
0: yeah we were in it, that bad boy I remember that that was a wild weekend but anyway one day we will do the good son but uh, cooties for the uninitiated this is a film about a group of elementary school employees that have to survive a zombie outbreak that doesn't sound crazy or different notice? yes it doesn't but the zombies that they have to fight are the little kids from the school so it's a virus that just attacks children,
1: prepubescent children. Yes,
0: and turns them into flesh-eating, dangerous zombies that are out there to just bite ankles and kill. Uh, this is a very different idea, a different take on zombies. Now we've seen the the closest thing to this was Little Monsters. We did well, what two Halloween screamathons ago, I
1: think. I think so. It was a while ago,
0: and that was still adult zombies, but with little kids in the mix, which, you know depending on the country you might have some action happen with kids like that like oh they might get murdered a lot of the time they don't but it was really fun to see a cheery funny movie with zombies and the kids were kind of endangered that one kid had dressed up like darth vader he was real close to the zombies but he didn't get hurt but with cooties this one just flips all of that on its fucking head and makes the kids the bad guys so Katie, what did you think about Cooties?
1: I really liked this movie. I enjoyed that it was a foodborne problem. We don't usually <laughs> see zombie infections be transferred through the food, and I thought that that was a really brilliant take on like an insane zombie like virus situation. And I really liked it being kids as the ones that are the ones dealing with being zombies. Um, Usually it's a lot of, you know, adults are the zombies and there's always like one adult who hasn't been bitten, who is taking care of like a fucking flock of kids trying to deal with them or, you know, multiple people's kids cause the parents got hurt or whatever, you know? And that's all well and good, but it was really refreshing to see this like flip the script and have a bunch of teachers dealing with their kids just be awful. Um, Oh, you know, on top of the everyday awful that they already are, because there was yeah. one kid in the class that was just, like, a dick before... Oh, Patriot, yeah. Yeah, Patriot. Before that shit got wild, that kid was just a dick, and then shit got wild, and he became even more of a dick, and it was just... It was great.
0: This movie was fun, and it, I enjoy zombie films, so I was already just down the clown there, and I love, you know, just just horror movies. But that mix of comedy and horror always makes me smile. And a ton of the people in this movie already make me laugh, mm-hmm. just to begin with. Uh Elijah Wood, Rain Wilson. Now from the office he played Dwight. Yes. He in real life, Rain Wilson is probably one of the nicest, most I don't know, contributable people ever. He's a really good person. But he loves playing I don't know if he loves doing it, but he's really good at it. He he loves playing these dickheads.
1: Well, he's like a straight man in, yeah. in in a room full of people who are doing the like silly hilarious hilarious gigs. He is the one who is like, "Haha, you're so funny. That's not funny." Yeah. All of his characters are like that because he's so good at keeping a straight face, and he does it so well like in this movie, in the office, in everything. What was that superhero movie we watched with him in it? Uh, oh fuck! I think it was just called Hero or Super. It was called Super. Super. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's like very similar. Like his his demeanor. He's so good at just keeping a straight face that he plays these really, really fucking funny characters, and they're funny because they don't like break when yeah. shit is going wild around them, and it's fantastic. Are,
0: it's fun. So uh, Allison Pill. Hey, it's Kim Pine from uh, Scott P- Scott Pilgrim. I I can't remember her name in Newsroom, but that's Kim, she was a drummer in Scott Pilgrim.
1: Yeah, she's like the main girl, the second main girl in Newsroom.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My boy Jack McBrayer, so from 30 Rock or it's Fixed Felix. And yeah. his voice, he is so fucking iconic voice. So cool. I love his voice. Now, there was one character in the group and I it took me a second, but when I finally realized who it was, I giggled even harder. Lee Whannell. Now, you've heard that name if you have listened to any of our episodes about the Insidious movies, The Nun, Fucking Saw. This is the person that helped create all those movies and directed The Invisible Man, the new version. So, this man knows scary and he knows funny because he's...
1: That's wild. Was it the, he the science teacher?
0: Yeah, he was, he was oh the weird science gosh. guy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, and he's just like he's done all these different horror movies, that's, and it's just like, that's yep, crazy. I just wanted, to, I just felt like being in this movie. It was really cool. He's a funny fucking guy. That just, oh yeah, he's great. Now I, I'm gonna mess her name up. Nassim Pedrad. Yes, she was on Saturday Night Live from 2009 to 2014. Hilarious. Yes, very funny. I remember she was in a couple of the um, the girl group songs. Oh yeah, she's like doing them you with know, twin the bed and. What, dongs around the world and stuff? Yeah, like she's her and all...
1: Cecily Strong did a lot of really funny shit together.
0: Yeah. She's also
1: in Mulaney and uh, The New Girl.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And in uh, Jorge Garcia? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, he's Hurley from Lost, and uh, he's been in a ton of things. He's the Hurley that that Weezer named their album, album after. Yeah, yeah, has his face on it. it this, he's a really cool dude, so people absolutely enjoy him. He was
1: also in Once Upon a Time. He played a giant.
0: Oh, that makes sense. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. This movie was fun. Um, now some of the reviews they they didn't really like it. Oh, of course, they, they, they didn't don't. get it. You know, it's just trash. It's now I'd like to see more of my teacher friends check this movie out and just see how they feel about it. Because I have a, a sinking feeling that they'd be like, "This is fuck yeah, man!" They're like, "Drop kicking kids this is the best." <laughs> You know, I just yeah, had this the feeling. The things I've
1: dreamt about when these little kids
0: are shits. And yeah. some of these jokes seem like they were like, it's like, I don't know if the teachers wrote it or whatever, but just people that deal with kids absolutely wrote some of these jokes. And I'm like, that this is, yeah, this, I, I'm laughing, but this is, a, this is not for me. This is probably like, every teacher was like, this is fucking funny, man.
1: Absolutely. It, it felt like an episode of that show Teachers.
0: Yes. With
1: all, with all those girls. Yeah. It felt very much like that, and, like, you're getting more, not so much about, like, what's happening in the classroom, but you're getting more of, like, what's going on behind the scenes with the teachers, and in this movie, that's totally what it is. It's the teachers all in the break room, like, trying to figure out what the fuck to do in the middle of a zombie apocalypse that's only affecting their children.
0: Yeah. It's it's a fun one. So, this movie runs for 94 minutes, and you can check this movie out on Max. That's where we saw it. Oh, yeah. It. Yeah, I was trying to remember what app, because it's, you know, when we check We
1: looked on one app, and it wasn't there, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that.
0: And then we just go down the line, whichever one's next, oh, it's not on Hulu, okay, we'll just check Prime, okay, let's check Shutter, and let's check, you know, Netflix. Yeah. And we go like that, and we never, like, think about what app we're on, but yeah, yeah you check it out on Max. So, we'll get through this story. It For its t- time that it runs, It not, it's weird. There are different scenes and things, but then... There's a lot of, uh, some of the scenes have a lot of time built into them, but it's like a built-up horror movie, you know? Um, uh, Like Insidious, if you really sit down and look at Insidious, there aren't really that many different scenes. That's why you can, like, explain the movie really fast, but there's time given to it. So, we are at (laughs) Fort Chicken, Illinois. That is most definitely not a real place in Illinois. I'm betting it's not a real place. I'm
1: gonna look it up.
0: Sounds absurdly fake. So, we see the life and the creation and the journey of a chicken nugget. Now, we see the chicken as it's murdered, or killed, not murdered, but it is murdered, but, and we see that it's not normal, it's got some type of virus, and it just builds off of that, and it's turned into a chicken nugget, and then it arrives at Fort Chicken Elementary School, and we see a fourth year of... And we see a fourth grader named Shelly eat this chicken nugget. Now, all the other ones are like, you know, that nice orange color the chicken nugget is naturally made of, you know. This one is like brown and black and a little green. You know, all those weird dark colors. And she takes a bite and kind of oozes out. And we're like, oh, my God. And that is how this starts. Now, usually in zombie movies, they don't want to explain where it came from because that just brings up more questions like night of the living dead hey that probe went to venus and it came back might have had some weird radiation on it or maybe hell's too full of people so now they can't die anymore or fuck you that's the answer why zombies are coming back that's the real answer you know (laughs) but we meet up with aspiring horror writer his name is clint hadson and this is elijah wood living at home with his mom, and he's working on his book. Now, depending on when you ask him and what you know type of emotion he is in, he'll tell you how much of the book he has done. It seems like he's done at least a first draft of it, and he tells his mom, uh, you know, what'd you think about it? And she was like, it's great. And he's like, no, I need real criticism. And then she just lets him have it. And he's like, okay, okay.
1: Right. Okay, damn, calm down. That was a lot,
0: but that's fine. <laughs> so, during the summer... Uh, He got a call because the teacher that was at the elementary school, she got sick. I wonder what she got. But, oh, yeah, he said he was Mormon, so she might be pregnant. We don't know yet. Yeah. The vice principal. (laughs) So he is substituting. Uh, There he meets up with his high school crush, Lucy, and he meets all the other teachers. And it's very much like any situation with a new anything coming to a school. He meets all the people. There's some weird people. There's some normal people. There's a very uh, in-your-face teacher. Uh, it's um, uh, Nassim's character. She has like like a rape button on her hip, <laughs> just in case some shit pop off. She can press the button and alert everybody around. And Danny also meets Wade Johnson, and it's the PE teacher, and he is a big old grump with a big old truck with the rear wheel what was the third word
1: drive no no uh dual rear wheels
0: dual dual rear wheels <laughs> and he says it and he fucks it up every time he's like well i know i know where my car is cuz i got i got the, the dual rear wheels rear. <laughs> not a
1: single person in this movie can fucking say that shit right
0: dual rear, rear i
1: challenge you i know you're trying right now try and say dual rear wheels Together.
0: Yeah, at a Quickly, normal speed. At a
1: normal click without Dur- the Dur- Dur- big Dur- 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 gap. Dur- Dur-
0: yeah. I, I got do 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 Otis and I tried for like five minutes when we were
1: done watching this movie. It was a mess. It was a fucking mess.
0: <laughs> yeah. So during C- Clint's class, I was about to say it the way the kid said it, he spells his name on the board and uses all capitals and then he doesn't put the lines on his eyes. So it looked like he spelled cunt. It really looked like he spelled cunt on the board. So the kid's are like, your name's clint? And he's like, no, it's it's clint. But I wrote it. In, Just call but, me Mr. Hudson. Yeah. Um, but during the class, there's a kid named Patriot. Sweet Jesus, he was born on 9/11, and when he gets old enough, he's gonna get into the military and take out he's the bad be guys. be a marine. Yeah. So, oh Jesus. my God. So eh, this whole time, Patriots making fun of Shelly, and Shelly is full of blisters, looking lumpy and growling at everybody.
1: Well, she's all. It looks. At first, it just seems like she has really bad acne, which is totally possible for like sixth grade, which is what I assume these kids are.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know, but unfortunately, Patriot pulls out, well, he pulls on one of her pigtails and it just comes out and he's like, what the fuck? And then Shelly... part
1: of her scalp off.
0: Yeah, and Shelly bites Patriot's cheek and so he goes to the nurse's office. Now, when this happens, everything starts falling apart. Uh, Patriot's friend friend goes to confront Shelly, and Shelly bites him. And then he infects all the kids. At this point, all it takes is a scratch, and you got it. And it seems to be almost instantaneous for some of these children. And so the vice principal goes down, the sheriff goes down, gets some fingers bit off, tons of teachers that just weren't prepared for the moment get jumped so now we have clint lucy wade and then we have a couple of other teachers that are together and they're trying their best to survive <laughs> so uh, while they're in the library they find one of the kids that doesn't like going out for recess his name is calvin and so he's just he's like well i was in here studying for my test i was like Good job, Calvin. Good for you, because you didn't get fucking infected by this. Like He says it's cooties. And the teachers are like, yes, yes and no. Yes and no, it's cooties. It it is, but it isn't, you know. (laughs) So they are trying their best to stay alive. Now, Clint got a cut on his arm earlier, and that cut's looking kind of weird. So he gets quarantined off. And he only... Throws up and shits himself. That's good. But, so it seems like the adults just get a stomach flu from this virus. But if you haven't had, like, puberty hit you, you turn to a fucking zombie. And you just want to eat flesh and kill. So they're like, oh, okay. Well, that's good. You only got a stomach flu. Uh, So, at this point, a couple of plans happen and they spectacularly fail. The, the first plan is to just wait for the parents to arrive at 3 o'clock to pick up the kids, which is a pretty reasonable plan. The first parent, she's with the PTA. She comes a little early, and then the kid gets into the car, uh, bites the little brother. And I think it. the scene went really fast. I think the baby jumped on the mom. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, man, he killed his brother. He didn't kill his brother. He just bit him. And then the baby changed. And then jumped on the mom and they ate the mom. And I was like, okay, that's a lot better than what I thought happened. But, it, it, yeah, these kids are smart and they're just taking out stuff systematically. Now, Patriot, the zombie, seems to be the leader of all of this. And he's just breaking things. He took all their phones and he's smashing them up. He has turned off the power. He's opened doors and let the other zombies in. So... It, all their plans are kind of falling apart because of this one smart zombie. (laughs) So, after a autopsy on one of the children, they take his brain out, and, yeah, Doug, the scientist weird guy in the group, he says that, like, yeah, they're mostly brain dead, and as long as you haven't gone through puberty, or as long as you have gone through puberty, you're probably safe. So, They find another child, a little bit older, that has gone through puberty. Good for you, Tamara. So you're safe. You're probably just going to shit yourself a little bit. Good for you. (laughs) So, Calvin starts passing out from diabetic shock. So they gotta get Calvin some candy. Something sweet, honestly. But candy bar is... Or juice. yeah. Yeah. Is easy in elementary school. You can get a candy bar just about anywhere. So, They split off to try to save Calvin. Now, they meet up with the school janitor, Hitachi, and he's just a hard ass, and he's made himself a home inside the school. He lives there. Yeah, and so they're like, do you live here? He's like, yes. (laughs) That's kind of it. He saves
1: himself some fucking money.
0: Yeah, Jeez. So, Clint and Lucy go through the ventilation system to look for a chocolate bar. Now, around this point in the movie, uh, we deal with this love triangle that's happening. Now, Wade is with Lucy, but he's an asshole. And Clint is in love with Lucy. And then they actually kiss for a little bit. So there's this will-he-won't-he thing. But then later they realize that Wade, he was actually going to propose. And he's really not that bad of a guy. He is a piece of shit, but he realizes he's a piece of shit. And so it's like, oh, okay. The way they show off weight at the beginning of this movie, they make him seem like he is not a good person. He's going to die, you know, That, that kind of character. But he's actually pretty cool in the movie. So I was like, that's a really cool change on things. Usually the boyfriend in the movie before it started is an asshole, and then they die, and then the new boyfriend comes in. So they have themselves a new plan. They're going to use Wade's truck keys because he's got a really big truck with the rear rear wheel drive. no. Dual Dual, rear wheel. Dual rear wheels. Hey. (laughs) And they are going to take everybody out and drive them out. So they get the candy bar, send it back to Calvin. Calvin's good. And now they are ready to do the plan. Now, everybody gets themselves improvised weapons. Now, Wade gets himself like a... the What is it called when you're playing baseball? It's like the practice shooter that launches balls out to you? Or softball, you know?
1: Uh, it's a pitching machine.
0: He makes a portable pitching machine, very, very dead rising of him, and he's using that, and he's clocking kids in their fucking head, killing them. And everyone has weapons... Uh Jack McBrayer, he has like a mace that he makes out of a traffic cone.
1: And uh one of those old jump ropes. Yes. That has the like macaroni beans yep, yep, looking yep. things <laughs> yeah. on it.
0: Uh Nassim, she has um um Oh, symbols. Symbols. I don't think she actually had a legit like special weapon or no, anything. She was using symbols. Yeah. Uh Elijah Wood has a hockey puck. And he's just hockeying kids in the face. Hockey stick. Yeah. Not a puck. Nah, he should have had a puck with him. That would have been funny, too. So, at this point, uh, they they go for it. They go they go for the chase, you know? They got to get to the car. And everything's going pretty good, unfortunately. Wade, he apologizes to Lucy. And he actually holds off all of the zombies while everybody gets into his truck and drives off. He gets swarmed. And then he, he goes down. And everybody's like, no. And I was like, oh, damn it. I like Dwayne. <laughs> he goes down. And so the group are driving away, but holy shit, Patriot was hiding in the truck. He heard their plan on the walkie talkie. So they he starts attacking everybody, and then he gets crushed against a tree. So they hit the brakes and he slides in the middle of the street, stands up, his whole jawbone is off. Just like uh oh man, pineapple express saw you rip a man's jawbone off. I synced it. <laughs> and then they smushed him with a truck. So, the group they head to, Danville. Fuck, I hate Danville. And so, apparently, it's like their rival town. And they hate the place. And then, uh, it looks just as bad. It looks worse. And they see on TVs that the infection has spread across the country. Now, I was thinking about this and how dangerous would it really be. Uh, yeah, if kids... Under the age of, what, 13?
1: Depending on, I mean, 13-year-old for boys, yeah, about 13 or 14 for boys, and then anywhere from um, eight?
0: Yeah, well, these days, yes.
1: Eight to 14 or 15 for girls? Yeah. That, it's a they, big gap for puberty for girls. Yeah,
0: that they just go feral. It, it would spread, and especially with food... Because a lot of kids love chicken nuggets. It's easy and fun to get. It, it would spread. It'd be terrible, you know? So they...
1: Let me tell you, if I got that fucking food poisoning that Elijah Wood got, I'd never eat chicken nuggets again.
0: Yeah. Oh, no. Chicken nuggets <laughs> are done in this world. Probably anything chicken-related is probably done in this world. Yeah. So the group, they start running because a big fucking mob of kids come out and they're just chasing them down. They end up in a... Uh, It looks like a giant playroom, probably like a Chuck E. Cheese. They run into, it was a birthday party. And then they're horrified because they have to fight their way out. But look, from the corner, it's Wade and Hitachi. They didn't die. Hooray. And Wade has himself a legit souped-up water gun. And he's spraying everywhere. Now, at first when he's spraying, I was like, water's not really doing much. And I was like, oh, it's not water. And so he's spraying everything. The kids get out and they trap all the children. I mean, the parents get out and they trap all the kids in the Chuck E. Cheese. And then, you know, everyone's asking Wade, like, what's why are you spraying water everywhere, dude? He's like, it's not water. And he lights the gasoline trail he has made and burns all those children up. And Wade puts on his glasses and looks like a straight badass. And he hops into the back of the van that they have. And so, uh, the plan is to go somewhere that kids don't want to go. I don't know what that means. Uh, I was trying to think of some joke of where you where just adults would go, but you got to go somewhere. A bar? Yeah. I
1: don't think kids would want to go to a bar. That'd be boring as fuck for them.
0: Yeah. And so, that is the story of Cooties. So, Katie, who's your favorite character in Cooties.
1: I want to say that it's Clint, but it's not. I wish it were Elijah Wood in this movie, but it's not. It's Wade, because Rain Wilson does such a good fucking job. He is so funny, and even though his character is like a dick, every single word that comes out of his mouth is hilarious. All of his plans are hilarious. <laughs> when he comes out, like, all suited up with that fucking, like, uh, pitching machine on his shoulders, yeah. looking like... Uh, Oh my gosh, what's his name? Thudbutt from fucking Hook? Like, mm-hmm. classic. Oh my god, it was so fucking funny. It was great.
0: <laughs> yeah, you beat me to it. I thought Clint was going to be the one I was going to pick. But then, thinking of that character, he wasn't bad. It's just, he was thinking about his... I can't remember the name that he gave his horror movie, or his book.
1: Oh, he couldn't come up with it. He kept... No, no,
0: he, it was a play on words. It was like... I don't know the mall or something. Something about it was an evil boat that was killing people. It
1: was Christine, but in boat form. Yeah, and
0: everybody said that like, oh, it's Christine. He's like, no, no, it's yeah. it's a boat. Yeah, so it's like Christine. So
1: the, the SS Christine is what I would have named. For yeah,
0: the <laughs> book. But no, I'm, I'm going Wade. Wade was great, and it was such a flip of my preconceptions of a boyfriend in a horror movie. Usually they're assholes and they die, and so I was like expecting Rainn Wilson. To die in this movie. But then he got better. Every time he talked, it was he was just getting better and better. And I was like, damn, this dude's really cool, actually.
1: Yeah, he started out awful and then got really good.
0: Which is, like, I don't know, the the, the the mark of a good good writing of a character. You like you actually, like, see the progression. I'm like, damn, he's actually done a lot. And then that's when it stings when people die. When you're like, damn, you've been through a lot and you still fucking die. And I'm like, god damn, you know. But he didn't. And I was really happy. So, Katie, who was your least favorite character?
1: It was Patriot. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that kid. He was a bully, not only to other students, but he was bullying the fucking teacher that he had just met. Like, what an asshole. And then was the only smart zombie throughout the whole thing, which I don't usually have a problem with smart zombies. That's Micah's thing. But it really bugged me that this specific kid who had been held back multiple times was smart enough to like figure out the other things and how did he how had that kid already not gone through puberty like he was such a such an asshole it was weird but i did not like patriot
0: you beat me to it 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 was just a poop character but usually in horror movies this this type of situation you have a lot of poop people and you like you you see them they start saying shitty things you're like oh you're gonna die so quick Um, you're expecting them to die because they're not good people. So yeah, that was, it was just a gimme when he started talking. So let's do seven word synopsis. I have one. Mine is a child virus would be so devastating. Now, if something spread in Katie said through the food, either food or water would be some of the fastest, most deadly ways. A water would ruin everything because
1: it would also be in the food if you did yeah. it with the water cuz it everyone could I mean cooks this virus probably water. came
0: from water that chickens were drinking probably maybe but yeah but something that has to go into your mouth that's probably one of, the, one of the most dangerous ways to spread a virus it would be bad it would there'd be so many dead children and people but with the first week actually i think after a couple of weeks we'd get it under control hopefully maybe but man it'd be a really bad week a really bad week. A lot of people would be dead. A yeah. lot of people. But things would f- potentially get better. Katie.
1: I took two quotes from this movie because they were just absolutely perfect and happened to be seven words. <laughs> so, my first one. This is like the worst Monday ever. <laughs> which was fantastic. And then my second one. Danville. At least it's not Fort Chicken.
0: Yeah. I don't know what she they said they, that Issues And with then they
1: And then they fucking Panned to the sign The like Welcome to Danville sign And it literally says Danville At least it's not Fort Chicken on it mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is fucking hilarious <laughs> Like That's some fucking Springfield And Shelbyville Like yeah. oh, Town hate, hate <laughs>
0: Hilarious So this film Came out September 18th 2015 Now I could not find A budget for it But apparently there was a box office. Now, I'll tell you, Katie, this film premiered at Sundance Film Festival in 2014, and it was released on September 18th, 2015, in a limited limited release and through video on demand. So what do you think it made financially that way?
1: I guessed one redu. Not
0: bad. Um, I'm curious if they... If it stayed a little bit longer, I'm I'm curious how long it was in theaters. But it made five hundred and eighty-one dollar dinks.
1: Well, it was a limited release. That means yeah. it went to like twenty theaters out of like yeah. s- the six hundred nationwide theaters we have.
0: Yeah, probably L. A. and just a couple of spots. Yeah, around the it world was and... very
1: select, which is really sad because this is a really good movie. I think yeah, it if solid. it had been, um, if it had had a broader what's advertising run, yeah, this movie would have done really well. Same thing with uh little monsters. Both of these movies where it's like oh, teachers and monsters, students. Man. Like I think if they had been released in theaters and given a decent advertising run prior, I think they would have done really really well. Rather than just being like, oh yeah, we made five hundred thousand dollars because we only got released on fucking video on demand and yeah. streaming or whatever. Like we we only did the f- the festival circuit. I'm like why this is such a good movie? Fucking. Let's watch it in theaters.
0: Yeah. Man, Little Monsters was good. <laughs> okay. So, Minority Kill Count.
1: Mm.
0: The one teacher that was on the hardtop that got killed. There was one black dude. I can't think of any other minority teachers that went down. Um,
1: The secretary or the librarian? One of them. Okay was uh of color but i don't remember which one it was i think it was the librarian and she was tore up on the ground okay and then question mark kids so
0: yeah we just don't count them so the new number is 414 and a tito turtle and a house and a plane full of vampires so katie do you have anything else to say about cooties before we get out of here
1: this movie is really good. If you have an hour and a half of your time and you don't know what to watch, you should check out Cooties because it was fucking funny. Um, especially if you are a parent of an elementary school teacher or of an elementary school kid, if you teach elementary school or really any grade, if you are a teacher of any kind, if you are involved in education or around people who are involved in education, you will get a kick out of this movie. There's like small relatable things about being in education that you will just like laugh your ass off about and it was fucking great like yeah. i said this is just a, a an episode of the show teachers with fucking horror added to it yeah. and it's great
0: i was very spiffy <laughs> okay so with that that is the end of this episode if you have any other cool fun facts about we're looking chicken nuggets, making weapons good. out of musical instruments. You can tweet Katie at AllentownPod. We have an email
1: AllentownPresents at gmail.com.
0: We have a Facebook at
1: AllentownPresents.
0: So that was episode 30, In the Pocket, In the Books, Out of Sight. Well, we got one more, y'all, and I think it's going to be a good one. So the music you're listening to right now, that is Flip and the Combined Effort. Flip, and the C-E, the studio features. Thank you so much for the artwork. So for Katie, for Bella, that's somewhere around here. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back tomorrow with the final movie of the 5th annual Halloween Screamathon. It will be Halloween Night. Okay, bye guys. Bye! talk about like your favorite weapons but if you were in a school setting what type of weapon would you make if you had to fight off little zombie kids
1: hmm. I don't know that's hard because schools have changed a lot since the time then that we were in school the things that are available to kids aren't necessarily still available yeah. like from when I was a kid I would easily just take a fucking tetherball off of the chain (laughs) and then use that shit like a mace and swing it around and just beat people with a (laughs) tetherball. Or, you know, a baseball bat, because those are around. But these days, not all schools have baseball teams, so they don't necessarily have baseballs. That's not a sport that they necessarily make little kids learn anymore, because... Kids, guess what? They fucking hurt themselves, yeah. or they hurt each other when they are trying to use bats and balls, and, and people just aren't coordinated enough, and we don't teach them enough, so they get hurt. And then like tether balls, I don't know if that's still a thing. Um, I've
0: seen a few, but yeah, I don't. Know I don't know. If it's... I know the
1: poles are still there, I'm sure, but I don't know if kids actually play that. I don't. I don't even know. Um, I don't know what I would use. Probably like. Stick like weapons, flags. Like yeah. I pull, I'd pull like the flags off of that hang in every classroom or whatever, and use those. Those are basically like arrows. They got the little pointy thing on the end.
0: Yeah, pokey pokey items. They seem to do the job. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. Okay, bye guys.
1: Bye.